This is B Money coming at you with NCA Week 10. We're going to call Hunter Hester in to give you our plays. How's it What's going? What's up? Pretty good. Right, I'll come at you. It's going by fast That's the good. whole season. I'll come at you with the uh, my first play of the week, my top five five plays. I got over 54 in Michigan and Indiana. Both teams are averaging 36 points a game. Both teams give up big plays down the field, which will lead to faster scores, and I think this game will go up and down. Also, Michigan, after that letdown game against Michigan State, will be looking to have a big offensive game and score a bunch of points and come back and probably win. And I think they will uh, – I think the game will go over. I think it will go up and down the field, and I like over 54 in Michigan and Indiana. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that one flying over. Um, it's kind of not a, not a super high number, but uh, I'm going to stay in that game, but I'm going to go with a different um, – different side i'm gonna take michigan minus three indiana's two and oh big win over penn state we saw penn state play ohio state they're just not to that level um very suspect win with indiana if the guy got there or not but they'll take it um looked good last week michigan minnesota might be terrible i don't i thought they were going to be really good um they haven't shown a whole lot but michigan tore them up so uh and then rebounded last week with a loss to Sparty in the rivalry game. Um, terrible, terrible performance by them. But a letdown spot. But I like the situation. This is more of a situational bet here. Um, Michigan just laying a field goal. I think they uh, – quarterback Joe Milton, he's, shown, he's supposed to be the big guy Harbaugh's going to bring in and groom to be his big-time quarterback. He looks all right. Um, it's more their run game that's been – the bright spot to me, but I think Indiana kind of comes back a little bit of ne- uh, regression back to the mean here. I think Michigan Harbaugh rallies them, gets them ready to play. They haven't lost it to Indiana in, in over 27 years, I think is what I heard. Um, it's still big time versus Indiana. Michigan's expected to win this game. I think they come ready to play. It's 11 a- or 12 a.m. 12 kick. If you're in the Eastern time zone, I'm in central. So it's an early start. I think Michigan comes in ready to play. Indiana kind of goes back to what they've been. They don't get as good quarterback play. Michigan controls the clock, controls the ball, tire, tires out Indiana's defense and ends up covering this one. I have them winning by about a touchdown. So I think they, they win by more than the field goal that they're favored in. So that's my first one. Michigan minus three. That's it. Right. I think if Michigan's going to show up this year, I think this will be the game they do it. I mean. Yeah, if there was right. ever a spot, I mean, this would be the one. Michigan's – I don't know what that was last week. Just a, it's a rivalry game. I mean, you see it all the time. Crazy stuff can happen. But they looked really good week one. I think they had a – that was definitely a letdown spot. Big spread last week. Um, I think they get back to more of Michigan football. I still don't think they're a great team, but I think they can get the job done against Absolutely. Indiana. All right, my second play is Georgia State minus 18 at home against Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe is losing away games by an average of 29 points a game this year. Georgia State looking for a comeback game after that embarrassing loss to Coastal Carolina last week. Louisiana only averages 13 points a game to Georgia State's 33. And Georgia State's averaging 33 points a game, and they scored zero points last game, so that's going to bring down the number a lot. So I think without that game, they'd be averaging a lot more. 
I think Georgia State just wins big in this game, and I think they just get up early and they just keep the lead. Louisiana Monroe is one of the worst teams in college football, and I think Georgia State will get it done at home. Don't bet against the Shunts. Georgia State last yeah. week. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Coastal Carolina looks like they're the class of that conference, though, but I think Georgia State is, mm-hmm. is good. Louisiana Monroe, what they just. They're 0 7, averaging 13 points a game. They're giving up a ton of points. I watched some of their game against one of the teams earlier this year, and on back to back plays, they gave up like 70 yard touchdown passes. Yeah. So, right. secondary is a problem. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I like that one. Um, my next play is going to be the big game in South Bend between Clemson and Notre Dame. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is out. Uh, DJ Uegalele, I want to say. The uh, highly pounded prospect out of uh, Bosco in California. Five-star. I mean, people might be nervous that he's a freshman. You saw him play a half last week. But these guys are a lot, a lot uh, more well tuned. He's been playing big time prep football out there for for three or four years as a starter. So he's he's much more well groomed and ready for a big stage than a uh, Stetson Bennett per se, like coming in at Georgia out of nowhere. So this guy's this guy's a talented guy. He's gonna be their guy once Lawrence goes to the league. Um, at the Notre Dame side, their defense is one of the best. Um, in the country so far statistically, although they haven't played anyone great. Um. Florida State branded up a little bit on them. They scored 26. But other than that, they've, they've held teams in check. Uh, Louisville, we've seen they have a pretty explosive offense. And then they, they pounded Georgia Tech last week. Did Georgia Tech even score? Nah, on they had that offense? one fumble recovery for a touchdown. That's yeah. it. So Notre Dame's defense has the ability. But uh, I like this spot for Clemson. I mean, when are you going to get a better spot to buy low on Clemson? I mean, minus five and a half. If they had Lawrence, you're looking at a 10 to 12 point spread. I don't, I think he's great. I don't think he's worth five points. Um, I would bet this all the way up to a touchdown. I think we haven't seen the line move. So it's obvious it's taking money on both sides, but I would, I would try to get this one in as soon as you can, because I, I could definitely see some Clemson money coming in late, some sharp money and moving this one up to maybe six or seven. I don't think it'll cross six and a half. I don't think it'll get to seven, but I like Clemson this one. ETNA premier running back in college football. I don't care who Notre Dame has on defense. He's going to be tough to stop. And if DJ can get the ball into those playmakers' hands on the outside, I think they have a lot of speed and could give problems to this uh, to this Notre Dame defense. Ian Book, um, it's a big game, biggest game of his career since he played Clemson in the Cotton Bowl in the college football playoff a couple of years ago. Um, didn't look great in that one. I think Dabo and uh, Venables, the defensive coordinator for Clemson, can uh, cook up a game plan. I think they've just been – I mean, it's it's odd for a Dabo-Sweeney team to be unprepared, but last week I felt their defense was very unprepared against Boston College. Boston College coach came in with a great game plan. I think they're much more prepared. They've seen what Brian Kelly does, what Notre Dame does on the offensive side of the ball. I know they'll be confident that they can they can get stops. I, what's the over in 51? Yeah. 51 and a half, yeah. So it's a, it's a very, very low uh, over-under for a Clemson game um, with how explosive their offense can be. And that just tells me that I think um, the bookmakers think that Clemson's defense can get enough stops. I think Clemson wins by double digits. I don't think this game is very close. You're not going to have the crazy atmosphere up in South Bend. They'll have about 20% capacity, mostly students and faculty. 
So you won't have like a crazy night game like it would have been a hostile environment um, that Clemson would have been walking to. I think Dabo gets DJ ready, that offense ready, and I think they come to play. And anytime you can get Clemson as less than a touchdown, you got to take it. This is the I guess a great spot for them, in my opinion. So I'll, I'll lay the five and a half with Clemson. Absolutely. Night. They only, and also their offense only had one day to prepare because Trevor Lawrence got out on Thursday, and then there was Friday, and then there was one game yeah. on Saturday. It's very, very subtle. Yeah. So I think I think they're they're much more prepared. I think DJ got some confidence, lead right. them on that comeback in the second half. I think I think he he rolls that over. He's a he's a. I saw a thing this. Uh, Earlier this week, a, a rankings of quarterbacks in college football, and it, it had him at number five as most talented guys. And he's a backup, obviously, to the most likely number right. one pick in the draft, which is crazy. So this, this guy can play. I don't think it should have moved six points off of – I don't know what yeah. the, the line would have been with Trevor Lawrence, but I think it would have been a much larger spread. I'm not buying in that, that they're going to lose that much with DJ. He's got a rocket arm and can really spread it around. So I like them. I like Clemson to put up some points. I think I don't, I just don't see this game being that close. I don't think Notre Dame is is at that level yet. Notre Dame's got a great offensive line. If they can win in the trenches, move the ball, keep their defense off the field, they got a chance. But I think Clemson and that defense is ready. Right. All right. I'm going to stay in that same game. I got to play in that game. I got under 51 and a half in that Clemson Notre Dame. Like you said, I do think Clemson wins by double digits. I think this is going to be like a 21 to 7, 28 to 7 game, something like that. I don't think, uh, I think their offense will take maybe a touchdown hit with Lawrence out. Maybe that's it. But I think, I, I think this game goes under. Uh, both teams are, average, are only giving up 15 points a game or less. Both teams combined. I think Notre Dame's giving up 10 and Clemson's giving up 15. And I just think both defenses show up for this big game and it goes under. Don't get me wrong. I think Clemson 21-7, 28-7, 28-10, something like that. I just don't see this game getting out of control and running up and down the field. And I see, I see this game going under. Yeah. I mean, the, the big X factor to me is, is Ian Book. If he play, if he plays like the game of his life, then then we'll right. both be in trouble. But I, he, he hasn't shown me on a, on a on a big, big stage that he can be – like the guy. I mean, you saw him play against Georgia last year, and he struggled. Played in the Cotton Bowl against Clemson, struggled. Turnovers, inaccuracy. So I, I just, I'm not a big Ian Buck guy. I would much rather prefer DJ over him. Right. So I like that one. I like both of those plays. Uh, my next one's going to be West Virginia plus six and a half against Texas. This. This line is is very interesting to me. Um, Texas, obviously, coming off a big win on the road game you had last week. That was a sharp pick, um, beating Oklahoma State. Texas, as we've seen with Ellinger, they're they're very good in big games. The big stage is where right. they thrive. Like if you if you get them against a big ranked team on the road, big atmosphere at home, wherever. They play well. They play Oklahoma well. They play the big the big games well. But there's something about Tom Herman that just can't get the, the same the same juice out of this team, same intensity effort and and uh they just can't bring it on a on a weekly basis. So I like this is West Virginia, they got they have a top ten defense. I mean, if they their quarterback is they're not the what's the Houston coaches, the old West Virginia guy, they're not his offense where they're scoring 50, right. 60 a game. This is a much more controlled, 
Neil Brown, the new head coach there, has done a great job on defense. They'll they'll come ready to play. This is a good spot for them. I think Texas is just they're not they're not worthy of a touchdown favor over West Virginia. I think Texas could win this game. I see them probably winning it by a field goal late, but I think this is another just really, really close Big Twelve game that uh will start the day. It's another noon kick, so have a nice little noon slate, but I like West Virginia right. plus the Texas, points here. Even in Texas's wins this year, all of them have been a really close game. That win by seven last yeah. year. I just don't have any. I don't have any faith in Texas. Even if they get up fourteen, I don't. I just I don't, there's something about them that just makes me think that they're they're not just as dominant as as they're, this line is, much is making team. it seem. I mean, this is this is to me is more is more right. of a minus three. They're a much three better game. team coming from behind and if Texas ahead every time they're ahead, they've blown yeah. the lead. They were ahead against TCU, they blew it. They're just not. Yeah, I just can't see anyone taking Texas right. It's just the top of the market for them. This is the worst line you're going to get on Texas the whole year. I, I can't I, – I've got to take West Virginia here plus the points. Absolutely. I think it's a field goal game. All right. I'm going to move over to my fourth play. We're going to go over 63 in the Oklahoma versus Kansas game. Kansas has given up 46 a game this year, and I think Oklahoma gets off to a really quick start and gets up big early. They scored like 50-something points in the first half a week or two ago, and I think it's this is going to be a similar type thing. I think Kansas gets one – in maybe once or twice, Oklahoma's defense has been shaky at times. Um, I think Oklahoma's offense will just run up and down the field. I think this game definitely goes over 63 with Oklahoma winning big. Yeah, I could I could see it. I mean, they, they want to – Lincoln Riley wants to get Rattler going. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that one. And then uh, – the last one we have, yeah, I think both we're both the on the play. same one here, right? Yeah. Um, down in Jacksonville, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Florida and Georgia this weekend. So, that's a big one. I mean, the winner, that's probably going to win the, yeah. win the East um, and have a real shot to make the college football playoffs. So, huge game. We're both on, yeah. what, Florida plus three and a half? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the Florida offense and you can say what you want. Um, Florida offense to me is behind Alabama and Clemson. They're right there. Um, they can score with anyone. I don't think this is going to be a super high scoring game, but I think Florida's offense will give Georgia's defense troubles as good as Georgia's defense has been. I think Florida has the playmakers, Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is going to be a nightmare for them to guard. And uh, Richard LeCount, Georgia's probably Georgia's best player. Um, a guy in the secondary was involved in a motorcycle accident earlier this week. Um, he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. So that's a first-round pick for them gone. Um, Stetson in the big game has not not looked great. I mean, Auburn, Auburn made it very easy on him. He made a couple good throws in the first half, and then they were running for six or seven a pop. So. Auburn was putting eight eight in the box and giving man-to-man all over the place. So it was easy for him to pick them apart a little bit. He had a good game, not great. Um, couldn't really move the ball against Kentucky last week. I think I don't think Georgia really showed anything in that game. That was sort of just to get him to the finish line and get to Florida this week. There's been some rumors that JT Daniels is going to take some snaps. Um, I don't think that's happening. What, I, what I've heard out of Athens is that Stetson's going to be their guy. JT just hasn't shown shown a whole lot in practice or enough to, to take that spot from Stetson yet. I think this, Georgia just tries to rely on the run game. Florida's Florida's defense has not been great. I was actually uh, on the other side. Of, I was I went against them last week. 
and uh, that was that was my loss. Uh, Missouri couldn't couldn't keep it close against them. But Florida's offense is explosive. I think they hit a couple big plays. Georgia is a little unorganized um, on defense. Kirby's a great coach, great defensive coach. I think Dan Mullen will uh, cook up a pretty good scheme. He's a great play caller. And I, I like Florida to, to get it yeah, done. Yeah, I here. think Georgia struggles with powerful offenses like they did against Alabama. I just think they can't keep them in check. And they're, yeah. if Georgia cannot run the ball very productively in this game. I think this could turn into a blowout. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're Florida, you you have to you have yeah, to you have to make him throw it and beat you. Yeah, let them you throw have it to. down the field. If he throws it down the field and beats you, that's just you're just gonna have to take that as a loss. Yeah, and Pickens, their number one guy, didn't play last week. There's a lot of like, it's a weird situation. He might not suit up this week, so they could be without Pickens, and that that leaves that receiving court right. really really thin. I mean, there's there's just not a lot of guys. Pickens is gonna probably be a first round pick if he, if he doesn't go crazy. But I mean, that seems yeah. seems likely at this point. Um, but I mean, you're getting Florida plus three and a half. I mean, I think this is a tight game. If Georgia, if Georgia, I I can't see Georgia running away with this. Uh, let me put it that way. I mean, unless unless Kyle Trask really comes out and plays one of his worst games, I I think this Florida offense keeps keeps it very close. And then I think they can make some big plays down the field. And Pitts is going to be a nightmare. I, I like him to get in the end zone. I think. I think they're uh, they're just better, in my opinion. I, I know Georgia's hyped up; they have a they have a heck of a defense. But uh, I like I like the Florida offense to prevail. I, I just don't think Georgia can can keep up if this game gets into any sort of right. any sort of scoring. Georgia, match. I mean, they just slow it down. I think the winner of this game will also win the turnover battle. I think uh, I think if yeah, which that's that's huge. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If, if Florida turns it over, that's another thing. If Florida takes care of the ball, I, I think they're going to be in a great spot. Yeah. So, there we go. Those are our five right. plays of the week. We have – or my five plays, this four plays. We have the one joint play. Get your money in. We have all the games yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, so all Saturday. You guys get ready for that. So. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Hunter, for coming. All right. Get them in, guys. Yeah, no problem. Good luck. See ya. Yeah. Good luck this week.